Welcome back. You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Karen Coe, this Tuesday afternoon. And I am delighted to be joined in the studio by three lovely guests, Nobayo Nalasco, teacher, blogger and sustainable fashion advocate. She's also the co-founder of the Hand Me Down Collective. Sarah Fung, who's the founder and CEO of Hula. Hi. And Akiko Sakai, who's an artist and also co-founder of the Hand Me Down Collective. And today we are talking about sustainable fashion. So some of the information that we do know is that, for example, every day in Hong Kong, there's something like 370 tons of textiles wasted. And making one pair of jeans uses almost 3,000 litres of water. So fast fashion is really threatening the planet and textile waste is one of the biggest culprits. So the three of you are all active in sustainable fashion. Let's just start by hearing your stories. So, oh, and let me tell listeners, we are on Facebook Live. So if you go to my Facebook page, Karen, on RTHK Radio 3, you can see and hear our guests right now. Norbaya, let me start with you. Um, how did you get into sustainable fashion? Okay, so um, Akiko and I were talking about this on the way over. Actually, I've worn probably secondhand clothes all my life. I lived in hand-me-downs as a kid. Um, my parents are teachers, I'm a teacher, so it's really kind of a way of life. Um, and I raised my kids the same way my parents did. We, we wear things that are handed to us. And so I got into sustainable fashion just because it was already the way of life. I started in college um, selling my clothes at a, a resale store and then getting new, thing, or new to me things there. Um, and then that just kind of continued. Um, as I got here in Hong Kong, I became aware of Redress as an organization and what they do to um, address the textile waste issue and the environmental issues of fast fashion. And so that kind of spoke to me um, as it was already what I did. And then, um, you know, I, I thrift every time I go back to the, the States in the summertime or anywhere I go, I look for secondhand stores um, just to... And is that because you actually enjoy wearing something that's pre-loved or that's just you're just used to it uh both I, I i love wearing things that are secondhand and um i i love that every piece i have has a story um and i sometimes like to imagine that story i i write about it sometimes on my blog um you know the the person who inhabited the article of clothing before i did mm, very nice yeah. akiko what about you how did you get into secondhand fashion um quite similar to noraya um i'm one of four so um and also with like our pool of friends it would be the same sort of thing where we there's a lot of clothes swapping a lot of you know between my brothers and sister we would all share clothes and things like that um, and then just sort of like sustainability in general, living on a boat as I grew up here in Hong Kong on a boat. So we were just very conscious about how much we consumed, how much we used and things like that. And then obviously meeting Norbaya um, a long time ago, <laughs> as we just seven spoke years, about. We just said. Seven years. <laughs> And she started, you know, bringing in things after class because I teach her kids art. She'd bring in some items of clothes. Oh, I think this would fit you. And it just suddenly, like, without realizing it, I guess, opened up a whole new world of like, yeah, it was like new to me. And again, the same way she says, there's always like a story. And especially for me, in the way of like, it started by I was getting stuff from Norbaya, who would always tell a story about her clothes. Right. And, you know, I'd see her having worn this then and there. Um, and then again, on the other side of that, it's quite fun to be able to see the 
different styles and fashion senses that we have, even though we're using exactly the same items of clothing. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Sarah, what about you? I mean, you founded Hula. Tell us a bit about you and also Hula. Um, so I was brought up in the UK and um, wearing pre-loved or secondhand was a no-brainer. Um, I was also an art student. I went to Central St. Martins. And so the thing that we used to do, and I'm probably very different to that now is you know we'd cut things up and make things out of you know things that we found and we'd you know just collect pieces that were interesting and do stuff with them and there were so many different looks that came out of London in general I mean it was you know a whole it was a city of uh, you know immense cultural um, kind of interest and and so um, secondhand was a no-brainer and when I came here to work for Lane Crawford I was like suddenly thinking that's so weird like there's no kind of secondhand shops here right. but I suddenly got into the whole kind of corporate world thing and started get using my discount card and <laughs> buying a lot of clothes. And then I suddenly <laughs> forgot a bit about secondhand until I was kind of traveling to other cities, you know, going to New York and Paris. And, and then I would have a really nice time going to thrift uh, shops and, you know, and it reminded me of how much I kind of missed it. Um, but towards the last few years of my life at Lane Crawford, um, my working life there, um, because I was there for like nine years and it's just one of those things that you're just like, God, I've been here for so long. Um, but suddenly you're like, oh my God, like you look around and you start thinking, what is this all about? Right. And the whole thing about, um, you know, working in fashion retail and suddenly waking up to the fact that you're not really doing something that's good for the world. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also knowing how much waste there was in the industry. Um, there was a lot of people, especially friends who were like, they didn't know where to get rid of stuff anymore. Like there was also a big um, surge in trends. So every season where new trends would come out, everybody seemed to be wearing a uniform at work and it was mm. really funny. And then afterwards they wouldn't wear it again. <laughs> so I suddenly realized that there was this big kind of pattern that I wasn't necessarily following. And um, I knew there was a lot of great pieces that people would want, other people would want, mm. that um, was being wasted, basically. And so that's what Hula does now? You take, is it only luxury? Um, uh, well, it's, it's um, mid to high end just because of our business model. Um, but yeah, we take um, anything from J. Crew right up to Chanel. Um, and, you know, we. I think it is starting to kind of open up, but it has been a struggle the last few years, especially when we started to try and get this off the ground. Mm. What, what was the struggle? Was it the mindset of people yeah. not wanting to buy something that's used? I think it was a lot of people questioning why I would be spending money doing this uh -huh. and um, and what the value was, you know. So um, there's still a lot of people who don't want to buy into secondhand product because you know, of all the, the history it might have attached to it or the, you know, there's, yeah, there's a lot of superstition, right. um, but it, I think it's changing. Mm. Yeah. Akiko, let's talk about that a bit more since you grew up in Hong Kong. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been here 25 years and I grew up in Australia where thrifting and secondhand shops are fantastic. But is there a bit of a negative attitude towards secondhand things in Hong Kong? Like everyone in Hong Kong wants the newest, the latest. Yeah, I think that's definitely, it was the case. But with the whole global sort of movement now, I think people's mindsets are changing. It definitely would have been the case, you know, four or five years ago where mm -hmm. people yeah, are like, totally. why? Mm -hmm. 
why would you wear something that someone else had? Mm. You know, there is definitely um, that sort of like negative connotation with it. But nowadays, it just it, the mindset has just totally changed because I think the whole world is on this sort of like you know movement of sustainability mm. and everything. The so, planet is dying. Yeah, yeah. pretty, pretty <laughs> much. And so, which is you know, it's sad. I guess that it's taken this long that people are getting into it, but it's good that people are. And you know, I think if we tried to do hula or hand me down four or five years ago people would just feel like you guys are crazy whereas now people are really excited about it um and i think it's quite fun because in the same way that you know friends and stuff you know you're saying earlier that you've got friends who are wanted to get rid of clothes and you're like oh my god one of my other friends would love that Mm. and it's the same way when recently I've noticed when we started sharing stuff about hand-me-down I've got people messaging being like oh my god I really love that dress are you gonna get rid of that one (laughs) and and it's so it's quite cool and I mean we've always had I guess in a very maybe more closed sense for like girlfriends you used to share clothes with your best friends Mm. and you know give things away and things like that so I think being able to like open that pool and bring more people into doing Mm. that um is really nice and it is that satisfaction of it's like it might not be new new but it's new to me and that's something in itself that is a whole special thing and it's unique yeah Yeah. it's unique um and and there's a thrill to the hunt yeah yeah Yeah. for sure that's right so nabaya you work with teenagers Mm -hmm. teenage uh, guys and girls are they do you think a lot more conscious consumers than say maybe their parents might be and do they care about um, sustainability to the point where they'll forego going to Zara or H&M and say, hey, maybe I can find this secondhand. Um, Yes, I I think so. I mean, there are a number of kids who I work with, who I teach, who are doing this kind of thing at school to raise money for the charities that they work for, but they also do it because they really like kind of that thrift shopping kind of experience. and um, you know our fashion class at school has a unit incorporated that is about sustainable fashion redress kind of came in and did some things with with that class when it started Um, and so there's just a greater awareness right now because it's get redressed month in Hong Kong we are running a clothing drive at school and kids are um, really aware of that Um, there's a couple of other side drives that they're doing a girl who's collecting denim and and looking at upcycling Um, and I I notice also even with with my daughters you know there's like little Instagram groups where where girls or kids are getting rid of their clothes and selling them at a low price to their friends and so my daughter said oh I think there's something coming for me this week I bought this and I'm like how did you buy this and she said well I I paid my friend at school and we're swapping things and doing that so yeah Yeah. it's it's really I'm noticing that a lot Mm. yeah yeah. (laughs) and just recognizing that you know I don't want this anymore but somebody else will there's still life left in it and and recognizing throw it in the bin yes exactly Um, is it enough to stop them from going to Zara and places like that I don't know Um, I think there's still that draw you know shopping as a teenager is a social thing Mm. Um, and they're very social beings, but um, I think you know there is definitely a shift, mm. and definitely an awareness. I think there's not enough uh, choice in Hong Kong. No. Yeah, you for know, sure. so where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think that's the main problem. Like if you were in the states, yes, yes. you know, yeah. you'd have a field time. Yeah, because well, I was going to ask you about that. Like, how do you shop secondhand in Hong Kong? Um, because first of all. To, to start a second-hand shop, you have to be able to afford the rent, which yeah. is obviously going to be hugely expensive. So if you actually did want to go to a, sh- a retail shop, where would you go? 
to thrift. Mm. Um, there are, there are there, there, there are, are few. There are, but you know, because of rents, I think cost the the prices sometimes are elevated. Yeah, for beyond sure. what I think things are worth. Um, so I mean, and I think perhaps I'm I'm spoiled because of op shopping in Australia and, and thrift shopping in the states. You know, I think, getting yeah. used to finding things for a song. Yes, um, yes. When yeah. you start to get into it as well, though, it's like your mentality changes. So you're looking for it a little bit more. So, you know, you'll be um, looking at online, mm. you know, Etsy and places like that. There are also a few like not what's it like secondhand per se, but it's like a sun and moon. And oh, things, yeah, yeah. Where they're like these little outlets where it's like the offerings where they haven't bothered to mm. sell or old season yeah. stuff. And you're getting those that, you know, 20 bucks 40 bucks right. so there is like a sort of different style of thrifting that mm. you can do here um there are a few vintage stores but yeah they're quite they sort of like high priced expensive. and mm. yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, we we concentrate we do have a walk-in warehouse of course like our, our space is about four thousand square mm. foot so it's but luckily our rent's very cheap right. and it's in Wandrat Han. So I don't think I would ever go somewhere in central permanently. I think it's a complete it's too expensive, waste it? of money. Yeah. yeah. And for us it's more like a an office stroke uh, logistics, you know, kind of place where we showcase the products in the way that people can shop um, yeah, but it's, it's not really nice. beautiful but right. it's okay it's not going to Lane Crawford because you're not yeah, going yeah, to Lane yeah, Crawford yeah. Yeah. of course <laughs> it's kind of like an in-betweeny thing mm -hmm. um, but um, and yeah of course it's probably not right for a lot of students to go there and shop because I think our, our lowest price point is probably about $300 mm -hmm. and it can go up from there so it's not like a really cheap place to shop but it's a hell of a lot cheaper than maybe going to a normal mm. store and mm. you can get things that are relatively the same price as you know fast fashion or high mm. street brands um, and I think for us what the most important thing is reselling I mean of course uh, wearing secondhand is great and everybody should do it but for our business model reselling designer products works because you can resell it and resell it again and right. again over and over again mm -hmm. and people still retain that brand value mm. um, and so that's what we've been doing right now but who knows whether it will change yeah. and yeah. what's the customer response so far um, it's been great and um, I, I, I do have a lot of Western minded customers actually um, but I think there's a lot of um, you know local Hong Kong uh, women who are getting into the idea and at the end of the day price and value wins right mm. so I think once they start shifting their mindset and once they buy once it's actually really hard to go back yeah mm -hmm. oh, super yeah. hard I don't oh, yeah. buy hardly anything new anymore no, I don't know about either. you guys but it's yeah. just it's the same I can't remember underwear yeah someone is selling an extremely pretty bra yeah. <laughs> you must have yeah. in your size <laughs> but um it's so true because actually because of the whole mentality on it now, actually I find myself almost only really buying my stuff once a year or twice mm. a year when we happen to go to these surf shops and then you see all this stuff you want and you know mm. you go home with this haul and then mm -hmm. I, d I don't remember the last time I went into H&M. Yeah, um, I refuse. And you know, also like the problem is if you do go in sometimes you walk into one of these and you know you're like bling bling oh, mm. there's, oh look at that cute bag and then I really now sit back and look at it and I'm like, but do I really need it? Mm -hmm. How often right. am I really going to use it? Um, and no, I just, it's actually amazing where 
the whole idea of it has also stopped me from over-consuming because mm-hmm. you're limiting your wardrobe now because you're like, but I don't need this dress. How often mm-hmm. am I going to wear it? Mm-hmm. Um, so you really think about it so much more. Yeah. And yeah, it's been really fun because that's, it's like I'm excited for the next one yeah. because that's when I'm going to do my next shop. Yeah. And I'm like, for you, Nurbaya has like a list of items she like likes over the year. And then when she goes <laughs> yes. back to the state, she's I'm like, I'm on the hunt for this, oh, this, you're and just this. The style. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Shopping. So yeah. That's yeah. so hard. Things I'm yeah. looking to thrift. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, and I find, I mean, my first thought, I mean, whenever I do go into a like an H and M or something, because my teenage daughter will inevitably draw me in there every once in a while, um, is oh well, I can find that in a thrift shop because so much of what you find is is drawing its influence from a vintage style. Yeah, that's true. Right? Right. So that is true. Yeah. yeah, everything old is new again. Yeah, they just yeah. keep oh, recycling exactly. the styles. Exactly. So. so so before we go, just tell us how what people can do, just easy steps that people can do to make their wardrobes more sustainable. Um. I think if if they could is it's to think about quality because if you're looking for an item um, think about where it's made um, think about how many times you'll wear it um, and you know first before you go uh, is actually to, to always refresh your memory and go into your wardrobe and re- remind yourself of what you already have because we have a tendency I think you know to buy the same thing because mm, we like right. this color, we like this style, and you know, to this impulse looks shop. good on us. Yeah. It's like shopping when you're hungry, it's not yes. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can go in with with that awareness, you know, to choose quality over quantity, to, to think, oh, do I have anything in this color and style already? Um, because we, we probably do, and we only wear like 20% of our wardrobes yeah. anyway. And it's also kind of looking at like, you know, the ethos behind the brand and mm-hmm. doing your own research. Um, I think a lot of people are doing that nowadays anyway. They're buying into a brand and or they're foregoing certain brands because of certain reasons. And I think people have the right to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then personally, I actually don't really wash my clothes that much. I know Me that's neither. really gross. No, 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 but no. I actually don't. And I really try to, now I spot clean them and, and stuff it makes like them that. Yeah. Longer, right? Yes. Okay. And hand wash, yeah. we do a lot of hand yeah. washing. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic because it yeah, yeah it's a lot better for your clothes i mean i'm a big swimwear fan um and all my swimwear is only ever hand washed and hangs in the shade mm-hmm. because it lasts so much longer mm-hmm. that way yeah. so i think yeah the way you can think about taking care of it and like you say the where it's from and mm-hmm. you know do i really need it mm-hmm. um and i think like you we were talking earlier about trends trends are always you know everyone's the newest trend but you also have to think about like but what is you and this trend is coming through. You're going to wear this once for this summer and never wear it again. So, yeah, yeah just being a little bit more conscious. Think before you buy. Yeah. Learn yeah. how to sew. Like, how many times oh, yeah. does yeah. a button yes. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Or you get a little That's you know, true. People just throw like that. People just the thing away. Things, and it's all it's got wrong is it's missing a button. Maybe um, you should go into sewing lessons next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go with what you're already doing. Well, thank you so much for all coming in today and sharing um, how to really live fashionably and sustainably and stylishly. So we've been speaking with Nobaya Nolasco, Sarah Fong and Akiko Sakai. Thanks so much, ladies, for coming in today. Thank you, Thank you so much for having us. us.